Hey, Mama, welcome to episode 108 of the show. And I'm so excited because we are going to be talking about biblical parenting today and how in the heck to have well-behaved children that actually listen without screaming at them, hiding in the closet, stuffing your face with Doritos, running outside to hide in your car, or insert any of the other awesome parenting styles that I've tried. But for real though, asking for a friend. So I brought on my client, but also now my teacher because I am taking her course and we're drilling her on her new program, The Rooted Mom System. This system is incredible. It takes us through language. It takes us through how to discipline properly, how to reframe questions back so that our children feel heard because truly at the center of it all, they are just little egotistical maniacs. Sorry, not sorry. And they want to be seen and heard. And Ashton teaches how in the heck we can do that as parents so that we are not pulling our hair out and they're actually listening and behaving. What an incredible thing. So let me introduce you to Ashton Foos. She is a mama of two, a coach's wife, a child development expert, a certified parent educator in redirecting children's behavior. And no matter what career she leaps into, She's an Enneagram 7, by the way. God always puts her back with children and parents. Now working as a part-time preschool teacher and also coaching parents, specifically mamas, on raising well-behaved and empowered children because her passion project has been directed towards faith-based families and using the gifts of parenting that God has given to us. Ashton is incredible. And like I said, when she came to me with this idea of a course, She had all this insanely amazing content that I knew would transform mama's lives. (laughs) Really, because I needed it. I helped her tangibly plug it all in, get it all down, organize it, execute it, get it put together, launched in an incredible way. We used a, a great launch strategy for Ashton. And now the Rooted Mom system is out in the world, but I wanted to bring you some of the concepts from the course so that you could start implementing them ASAP. You're going to love this. Get ready. Get your notebook out. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? Yes. Yes, we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I help Christian mompreneurs just like you transform their mindset and businesses into fulfilling, incredible, world-changing missions here on earth. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. everybody. I'm super pumped. You heard all about the incredible Ashton in the intro, but I've got her sitting here with me. She is one of my most beloved clients in the entire world. I love meeting with her every single week and we have put together something super exciting. Obviously she has, it's her brain. I was just like, do this, do this, do this. But, she, but I licked her brain. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Ashton today because she's going to teach us all about biblical parenting and how we're going to be able to have empowered, well-behaved kids. The Lord knows. Lord knows we need that. Welcome to the show, Ashton. Hi. So excited. Oh, we are so excited. So start with, who is Ashton? Like, tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, and then what you're doing today. Sounds good. My background is crazy because I am an Enneagram 7, and you have learned that I needed my Enneagram 3 in my life. Oh, so I will save everyone by trying to pronounce my last name. I am Ashton Foos. My background has always been trying to leave working with children, but God keeps placing me right back with children, no matter what I do. So I have been a stay-at-home mom. I have been a teacher. I am back at teaching now, and it's just been kind of a whirlwind, but my Enneagram 7s seem to have needed something new every year. But here I am now on the other side of it all, educating parents with their children because you know me having worked with children, it's so fun to be on this side now working together. So I am a mom of two. My husband is a basketball coach and he does sports all the time. So I'm a coach wife, I like to say. And yeah, so I was a kindergarten teacher for six years. And what kind of deemed me as a child expert by trade, child development expert. Um, and then I chose to stay home with my children. So then I had three school years at home. But in that time, I was a preschool screener. And I'm not sure what people call it nationwide, but here in Minnesota, we call it a preschool screener, which kind of just I don't even like to say the word test, but we benchmark, see where the kids are at entering the preschool age. And that was so fun for me because I got to work alongside the parents with their children. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to do daycare in my home for a year. <laughs> and man, using the Rudin Mom system in daycare was so good, but I still like, it is just hard for me to love other people's kids like my yeah. own and share my space. I'm now back part-time teaching preschool and it is so much fun to see even this one year of, or this one month of school that we have had the Russian mom system language come into play and really work in these part-time preschool students. So I am back with children in the classroom. And like I said, I have two kids of my own. So it's just kids all around me all of the time. <laughs> That's so amazing. And so your calling has always been kind of parenting in a way or like, and you have this like gift of not using like this forceful method of parenting. And you're so you're not reactive. And I think for me, that was like the biggest aha moment of like, oh, there's another way to transform the way that my kids behave without like one, two, three, or like, right. I'm going to give you a spanking or you're going to lose the technology to like, it's constantly like I'm threatening them to behave. Right. And so as I started working with Ashton, you guys, my mindset started to open and my heart was going, oh my gosh, is there a different way? And so together, Ashton had this idea of putting together this rooted mom system. And then I helped her piece everything together to create her signature product online course, which is now the rooted mom system. And I asked her to come teach us parts of this system because it is so transformational. It has been for her. I've begun practicing. I'm almost done with the course. It's been crazy. My mind is blown. So we'll go into tangible, tactical stuff for you. But Ashton, why did you decide to create the rooted mom system? Well, so like I had said, I've always been with kids. Even I think back to high school, I was always the babysitter. I was a nanny in college. So I just thought parenting would be easy for me. I literally thought I've got this, like I understand kids. Well, you guys as parents know, and me as a teacher, 
parents would come in and be like, oh, good luck with this one. And it's so, number one, they're saying in front of their kid. But number two, kids push their parents to the max. Like we are the ones that they push against. If they are feeling down and out, it's on the parents. So that relationship really, really gets hindered. And so for me to see my children then enter the world and push me to my limits, I was like, wait, I don't have this mastered. And then I started like, okay, well, if I can manage, that's my biggest, I think, strength in the classroom is my management. It's just the fact of managing your children. And I don't mean that in any way of there's no control. There's no, I mean, yes, there's the authority, but it's not, the control is taken out and there is no power struggles. That's the biggest thing was when I started to see my two-year-old daughter resist me in every way that she could to try to test me and break me. I realized there is a language that the parent can meet the child with and it just, the relationship that blossomed from it is trusting. It is respect. The child is seen and heard. And it's time, like for the longest time, I would be in Walmart and I'd be like, facepalm that mom, if she only just told her kid, thank you for sitting in the cart, instead of saying, don't climb out of the cart. I'm like, stop thinking that Ashton, share it with the mom. So now after me realizing that this language works in my children too, and not just my classroom, it's time to share it because children are so egocentric. They want everything about them. If they want a toy, they'll take it and they'll say, that's mine. And that's just who they are. So when we can meet them at their level, a beautiful thing happens. Oh my gosh. Amen to that. And I think that's the mind shift that we go through as parents. You had this great analogy in the course of the basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me to see what you meant by this rooted mom system. It was, what, what was it? It was like the coach ultimately, and I told my husband this and he's like, but the coach does have control. I'm like, no, ultimately the coach has zero control over the player's execution. Sure. Like, you can guide them. You can coach them. You can mentor them, which is what a parent does. But what the children then decide to do really has no I don't know the word, but the parent has zero control over what the kid actually does. Yes. Instead, we are like the coach giving the direction, right? Giving the positive reinforcement. And I think for me, that visualization was, you know, like the angry coach, like I had this angry varsity coach and he was volleyball coach and he was so mean and he would scream at us and make us run till we puked. And like, he was awful. And then we had, I've had like the loving coaches, like in soccer or whatever other team I was on. And the performance, while it may have been the same, it was a totally different experience. I always felt shame and fear and Mm -hmm. like I had to perform or I was going to be punished with him versus like I wanted to perform and do well for the coach that came from like this loving standpoint. And that verse that you had mentioned that said, oh, um, affirm, like if you are not affirmed, you can be crippled. You know, the verse better than me. Yeah. Something like that. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so that was the mindset shift for me of coming from a place of affirming versus a place of punishing. So right. that's what we're going to like try to yes. teach you guys today. So you came up with the system. We put together this online course, which is like now your signature offer. You are hoping that teachers can learn from this, parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, right? And learn to parent from a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So talk to us about, let's kind of go into some of these examples. Let's start with like the rooted mindset of this whole program. Cause it starts with mindset, right? Yeah. Talk yep. to me about that a little bit. Like how can I frame my mindset as a parent 
so that I can now execute the things you're going to teach us about changing our language, changing our behavior, which ultimately transforms our kids' behavior. Right. So the mindset is, it is so minuscule to talk about, but it is such a huge component overall because it's your habits ultimately. Like for you to be disciplined. And when I talked about all the roots in the course, I was like, oh my gosh, this all just comes full circle. Like here we talk about the kids discipline later, but ultimately your discipline up front and changing your mindset, that's the first piece. So I talk about having Jesus because I am not a patient person if I do not start my day and invite Jesus into my day. That is to each their own, but I very highly emphasize that in my mindset because I notice like those days that I just come home and I am exhausted and I'm extra mean to my kids. I'm like, I didn't even stop to put Jesus into my day today. Like he's the one that can change my mindset. The other huge, huge, huge component in mindset is like I said, breaking our habits. So we right now have habits of reacting. Like you said, we are changing our mindset to be proactive. So my huge component in the mindset course or the part of the course is to ignore And that is so crazy for parents to be like, what? Like my child jumping on the couch, I'm going to ignore that. Yes, you are. Because unless there's immediate danger, like you're not going to give that egocentric child who wants your attention, any attention for the things that you don't like to see. So to break that habit and to really, really drill it into your own brain of biting your tongue when you want to react. I mean, if you think about it, the kids wake up in the morning and they're told, get up, let's go eat breakfast. I mean, think of all the commands that they are given attention for. I mean, not really, but like, that's what they hear. And then they're at school and they're told to sit, listen, walk, be quiet. So for you, yes. And then come home and then it's time for bed. I mean, yes, there's loving moments in there, but we have to change our mindset to be like, okay, we are just going to slow down. And I use a verse in James for that about be slow to speak quick to listen. And it's just really you sitting back. So I have exercises in there of just admiring your children, just watching them play. If they start to fight over a toy, you're going to ignore that. And I teach simple things that you can redirect the children with, but it's a lot of ignoring because it's you breaking your habit. And that's the biggest piece of mindset is just, it's focusing on you. Just sit back, enjoy a warm cup of coffee and just play with your children for 15 minutes. So, and I have to be honest, this has been the hardest thing for me. Like, I feel like I have some of the other components already but the ignoring, like the ignoring. So this morning, give you an example. Everybody's waking up late. Okay? We've got like 20 minutes and that is my fault. I was up, but I was like dawdling. And then I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, you know. And so- You're enjoying time like, by yourself. I was, it was great. It's amazing. <laughs> I was inviting Jesus into my life with yeah. all my children. So 20 minutes, we wake up. Miles is fine. He's going, he's sitting, he's eating. Landon gets up and that's the three-year-old, right? He's almost three. And he gets up and I get his clothes and I'm like, okay, we're going to get dressed. And I start to put his clothes on and he goes, no, I don't want that one. And he takes the clothes and he throws them. And so I'm like, okay, what would Ashton do? What would Ashton do? Okay. So I don't have any time to ignore you. So like, here was my struggle. Like, okay, do I ignore you or do I like my normal reaction was like, Landon, we're getting dressed now. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore this for a minute. I've got five minutes here of wiggle. So I was like, okay, son, I'm going to go get your breakfast ready. So I just walked away from him and then he's crying, get me dressed. So, okay, you ready to get dressed? Thank you for getting dressed. So I was using Ashton. So I go over to him and I am ready to get him dressed. What does he do? Boom, throws the clothes again. 
okay, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? Okay. We saw three more minutes. So I just didn't say anything, walked away, got his breakfast ready. I said, Landon, let's sit down and eat. No, I'm not going to eat. Okay. Sounds good, son. So I got, go start loading the car and he's like, I want to eat. Help me in my chair. <laughs> and so he keeps changing his mind. Right. And so finally Ashton, I lost it. And I said, son, you're losing a peg. We have this peg system, which you'll have to tell me if that's bad or good. So I'm putting the peg down. So then he's screaming, oh, I lost my peg, put my peg back. I'm like, well then son, we need to get dressed. I don't want to get dressed. Okay. You're losing another peg. Put it, the peg down one more time. And then he's still screaming at me and not doing anything. I said, if you don't get up there and eat by the time I count to three, you're getting a spanking one, two. And I'm looking at him like the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. in my eye. And he goes and climbs up to his chair and starts eating his pancake. And I'm like, Oh, like I failed at this system this morning. So hearing that live example, what would you to help me? What would you have done? And how could we have maybe created, shifted that situation? I still love the ending because not that it's about winning, but you won. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, like it came to the discipline point and that's yeah. okay. Like the discipline part of it will come because they will learn. I have an example of this in the course of it happened right before this part of my recording in the course. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Like that example with my son. Anyway, so it was the simplest thing of our family was going for a walk. So it's very similar, but my son was adamant that he wanted to walk the dog, but it was my daughter's turn. And we explained that. I said, you have two choices. You can sit in the stroller or we can go inside. And he just sat there and he pouted and he didn't make a choice. And I said, again, you can sit in the stroller or you can go inside. And so I think giving them the choice, because ultimately I had to cave and I had to discipline him because he still chose to not answer me. And I said, okay, on the last one, I finally said, if you don't answer me, you're making the choice to go inside. So will you go in the stroller or should we go inside? He still didn't answer me. So I'm like, dang it, I really wanted to go for a walk, but I had to grab him and march him inside. And I said, I'm sorry that you made that choice. You made the choice to come inside. And ultimately it was all on their shoulders, which is A, because then we don't take it as personal. Because I think that's the hardest part is when our children are defiant against us, we take it so personal, which then creates that power struggle. And especially when there's a timeline, like the mornings of everything, like there's extra stress. Like we have to get out the door at a certain time part of me as like an old school person, like, why, why do we have to be at a place at a certain time? Yeah, I know, but, right? You're a seven. You're like, can't we just show up when we feel like it? Like, I'm not ready yet. And see, I'm a three. And so I'm getting like so panicky that we're going to be two minutes late to, to freaking yeah. kindergarten, which is like, is that really important, Stephanie? No, it's fine. Still, it's good at teaching them that management too. So in your situation, I would have tried choices I know as much as you can prepare for the mornings the night before, like my daughter, we go to her closet and I let her pick out, she's so adamant on dressing herself. So choices works very well for her because she would wear pattern on pattern on pattern Mm -hmm. on pattern if she wanted. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, I will let you choose this legging or this legging. And so giving them that choice of, there's still both choices that you want in the end. Um, But I think if Landon would have seen two choices, he would have been able to be like, okay, I got this. And he would have had more control over his day, which is what the egocentric mind wants is that control. And that's what we're trying to get rid of because we want that control too, which is going to like, people can't see my hands. But if you're standing here and somebody is leaning against you, the automatic thing that happens is pushing against each other because otherwise you fall over. So it's, you know, that's what I like to visualize for the power struggle is if you push, they're going to push right back. So giving choices 
lets their little egocentric minds decide so much. And then for breakfast, like, would you like this or would you like this? To get to the car now, would you like to walk or would you like to skip? And Mm. ultimately, I say ultimately a lot, but it gets them to the car, but they're getting to choose how to get to the car. Okay. I like that. And I think maybe that's what's the problem with Landon because Miles, Miles doesn't care. He's like, dress me. Like he never cared what he wore. And so it's like this mindset shift for me of like, why does this kid care what I'm putting on his body? Like, is this really serious? And like, I'm, I'm not coming from his perspective of that egocentrism, egoness. Yeah, yeah. How on earth do you say that? So yes, I feel you on that. Okay. So choices would help. Um, but and- you had the right mindset. So yeah. we were focusing on mindset. You had the right mindset. And that's what I mean by the rooted system. The rooted mom system comes together because when you have the right mindset, and then you had those language pieces, which is where the choices comes from. That's the language piece. Um, when those go with your mindset, your mindset is staying calm. You pull in the language piece and you give him those choices. You affirm him for doing what you like to see. Thank you, Landon, for putting on your shirt. They still might try to be defiant and like take their shirt off because you said thank you for putting on your shirt. But that's where you just ignore and you continue on and you keep affirming and keep giving choices. I did try to because Miles was sitting, the older one was sitting at the thing eating perfectly. And I was like, Miles, thank you so much for sitting and eating. You're doing such a great job. I really appreciate it. Landon did not care. He did not care. And I'm like, oh, what do I do now? What do I do now? So, okay. So let's talk about language a little bit deeper. You have a kid running, just running in the store, going crazy. In this system, how would you handle that from a language perspective? Because obviously we want to be like, stop running. Like, like this, like, you know, like this, the people shopping are staring at me, like get your mm-hmm. flipping kid together. Like that, mm-hmm. you know, stop running. Like how do we change our language that we can pair mindset with now the actual tangible language to try to reinforce different behavior? Well, especially in public, my, I probably have my kids way too scared really, because I'm very blunt about like, you could get captured. <laughs> I liked that though from your, I liked that. So we were at the cabin this last weekend. I'm scared to leave my side ever. (laughs) I like, but I like that. So we have this um, balcony at the cabin that's like five story drop. Like it's, the cabin's built on a hill and my son's leaning over it. When we were out on the swing, I thought of you and the course. And I said, if you lean over that railing and you fall, you could die miles. Mm -hmm. And I think I wouldn't have said that so bluntly unless I had heard you say, you know, running with a fork. Why do we not do that? Right. And then his face transformed for a second. He was all, oh, okay. <laughs> I am right. not leaning over the fence again. Because they're egocentric. Like they need to hear what could happen to them. Like we can't not just say, be, careful. Not, be careful. Be careful. Right. Be we, careful. We be can't careful. say it's not safe to run with a fork. Well, why not? Like they don't realize what could happen. They live in a very G-rated world. And I'm okay with making it R-rated really, because it is a very scary R-rated world. And can't even go to your small town Walmart anymore and not to throw. But yeah, with the child running and like just the fact of keeping your cool and being respectful, I would, we talk about commands and more specifically direct commands. I mean, you could pull the child aside and just give them the explanation of like, this is why it's not safe. This is what if you cut off a a lady that could not walk very well. I mean, you could talk about those types of things, but giving a direct command, like show me how to hold on to my cart. Or show me how, like, show me or tell me, which I have Mm. as printables to put around your living room as reminders because those were key for me. Like, show me how you walk with your scissor. Like, that's a big thing for my son right now who wants to do art at the table. And he goes and grabs the scissor and I, oh, show me 
how you hold a scissor safely. And then he shows me and I'm like, thank you for showing me. So running in the grocery store, show me how you stay by mom's side. Show me how you help or tell me why we shouldn't run in a store. Like those show me and tell me's are really, they're just direct, but they have to be descriptive. Like that's the directness of it. Not show me how we walk safe by mom's side or tell me why we shouldn't run but really just bringing it into the child as to why they shouldn't, not what could happen to everybody else. Cause like, does he really care if mom's mad? Does he really care if he cuts off the old lady? I guess maybe not, but to make it as detailed for them. But I would honestly like running in the store. I just, I can't shake my mind of like, you could get a chicken. <laughs> I'm just very like, maybe that's a fear of mine, but, or if I think of a different example, like. I like um, that though. Cause you could kind of, I mean, you could explain why, like when we get to the car, but I think in the situation, I love your feedback of the show me, tell me, because mm-hmm. I hadn't thought of that. I had thought of your example of waiting till they stop running and saying, thank you for walking. Yeah. But then from this morning, I'm like, well, that didn't work. Thank you for sitting you know, and eating miles. Well, Landon didn't care at all. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should have tried along with the choices. Landon, show me how we eat breakfast. Or can we show daddy how we eat breakfast on a video? He doesn't think you can eat breakfast or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, do you want to eat like an alligator or do you, I mean, ah, like you good. can, you can honestly pick and choose all of those language pieces. Like maybe affirmations. Thank you. Miles for sitting. Didn't work for Landon today, but it t- could totally click a different day. Like he sure. was just in his zone. He was not going to let mom, you know, like they push us to, until they see when we can break. So it could totally work for him tomorrow, but to have that other language piece to pull from, you know, like the choices, are you going to eat like an alligator or are you going to eat like a mouse? Yes. Okay. I love that. So then let's talk about, um, disciplines. You have rooted discipline as the next category that you teach. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that because language is huge. Mindset is huge. But like, what about when we get to the point and when do we know? when is discipline necessary versus, right. uh, let me keep ignoring, let me keep toying with this other stuff before yeah. I get to that point. Like, What's your feedback on that? So without going into too much of how I discipline, because that's all in the course and I pull what God says straight from the Bible, there are so many different perspectives on discipline. But I say like, if it's immediate danger, then you stop them in their tracks and you make it a serious situation and you explain what could happen. Like That's the discipline of it then it, it creates that trigger. So next time, let's say they were leaning on a five-story balcony, then yeah. the next time they'll remember, okay, the discipline of like, you didn't have to discipline anymore. That discipline was already ingrained in them. So immediate danger is obviously a call for like, not like punishment discipline, because we talk about how discipline is not punishment, but discipline, like if you think about it, when you're trying to break a habit, like you're disciplined. Like when you're trying to eat healthy and diet, like you're disciplined. Mm -hmm. So discipline is basically just instilling those new habits in the child. But instead of just pulling from the language pieces all the time, I mean, if they, like my son, if he didn't want to get in the stroller and I gave him choices, I gave him other things to choose from as language pieces, he chose to not answer or not move. It came to a discipline point. Like when he realizes I'm waiting for mom to cave and not that you're trying to keep control or keep the power struggle going by you disciplining because it's not you disciplining. Like I said, it was my son making that choice. He disciplined himself. He chose to go in the house. Sure. So those moments where it's, it's like there, something has to give here. Like it's a choice that they're making. And I use that a lot. Sit and think like if they are not going to play nice, if they are not going to show me how to ask a friend for a toy instead of just take it. I mean, there's the times where, okay, so let's say in my daycare, 
I had kids that would just take a toy or think like it was their turn for the scooter. So instead of saying mine and just take it when they wanted, we got down, I got at their level and I said, this is how we could ask for it. Or this is how we could ask for a turn. Can I have that when you're done? And so when they heard me say that, I say, could you ask your friend that? And then they repeat it immediately. That's disciplining a kid, really. Like you're making them follow through with, show me how you ask for a turn. Can I have that when you're done? And then you praise them. But if then they choose not to keep doing that, then they can sit and think and they can watch their friends play. Sit and think is not like a punishment. It is not a timeout. It's just they're choosing to not play well. So they're going to sit and think. They're going to watch their friends play well. Then when they're ready, they can go and ask, can I have that when you're done? But I'll, uh, there's my ultimately again. Um, <laughs> I mean, hello, immediate, ultimately we immediate, need good kids. <laughs> <laughs> immediate danger is like my big, like halt in the tracks. That is something that you need to stop. Obviously yes. immediate, like running in a parking lot. That's another example. So not necessarily running in a store, but running in a parking lot. Like I've heard somebody say, oh, kids will be kids. And they just let their kid keep running towards a car. To me, that's immediate danger. Like mm-hmm. Oh heck no. We grew we grew up always I'm like oh, in the parking lot. Yeah. Stop. Like, why are <laughs> yes. But then to slow down and tell them why not to, again, make it wrap around their little egocentric brains of yes. you could get hit by a car or the car could not see you, or you could get lost. Like really you could run behind a car, you wouldn't know where mom is. Like that's immediate danger. And they don't know they're doing anything wrong. They're outside, they're like, I'm going to the car. But to slow them down and really make them think, because that's disciplining them, because the next time they're going to remember when I'm in a parking lot we're going to walk because this is what could happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That all makes perfect sense. And I really liked your idea of discipline is not punishment because mm-hmm. a lot of times, and that's where, you know, I really had a struggle with our first child with spanking. I'm like, I will never spank. I mean, I was that mom and I think mm-hmm. probably every first mother is they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll never spank. Well, get ready sister. Yeah. But my father-in-law introduced me to like biblical spanking and he was explaining like how it works and that it's not out of anger and blah, 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 blah. We, Mm -hmm. with Miles, we have had to do it twice in his entire life, Ashton. Mm -hmm. Oh, spanking. No, I'm good. I'm going to listen. I'm ready. And Landon has has yet to be actually spanked. So I'm thinking, okay, well, might be about that time. But I had a hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that I'm hurting them or this is me punishing you. And when I had that mindset shift, then I was comfortable with a little bit more discipline, which was needed at the time. So if that helps any of you, that perspective shift. And Ashton's course goes really, really into discipline at a deep level. So you can figure out what might work best for you because everything's different for each person, right? Totally. And when you see like, when you see the Facebook things of spanking being shared, I mean, it's a kid laying across a grown-up's lap and they're like pounding them. That's not like, if my daughter gives me attitude, I told her, I said, I'm coming over there and I'm swatting your butt because we are breaking this habit of attitude. She doesn't like giving me attitude, but right now it's her habit. And so I said, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go over and I'm going to pat your butt. And you're going to remember, I don't need to say that. But I was telling Steph about what the Bible says about the father who refuses to use the rod hates his son. And it's, I mean, we joked because it's like, it's not like the father has a rod and they're like chasing down their right. son. Like beating That's their not child. What it is. But I, I think of the shepherd <laughs> guiding the sheep. Like I think of a parallel path. And if your four-year-old leaves the path a little bit, you have your staff, what a shepherd has to tap the sheep and get them back on the path. So really, I think of it like, I'm not ashamed to say that I spank. And by spanking, we like, we swat, we give reminders, we do all the things. And my kids, like they snap right back into place. They say I'm on the butt and get them back on that path. Because if your four-year-old is leaving that path and it's going this way, you guys can't see me, but in, but <laughs> yeah. when they're 17, 
when they're 17, where are they going to be? They're not on that parallel path anymore. Yeah. What is that verse? It's like, teach them well now and they will return. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't get leadership of your children at a young age, good luck. Good luck with teenagers. Contain them. Contain them. Yeah. Okay. So let's move into the last component of the rooted mom system, which is being rooted in Christ. And I think Mm -hmm. this is, we talked a bit about it in mindset, but it's so important. And so talk to me about that, Ashton. What does that mean? This is the ongoing piece that I want in our Facebook community group. Um, Obviously the moms and the dads and the grandpas and the grandmas and everybody who's doing the rooted mom system will be sharing their pieces throughout their journey, but the ongoing piece is going to be rooted in Christ because I want the moms who maybe were not raised in the church. And by the church, I mean, this is not about religion. Like this is about relationship. And with that piece, it's the fact that our society is getting so far from having Jesus in the home. And that's exactly what the devil wants. And so my passion besides having respectful families and parents who like their kids, not only love them, my passion is for Jesus to be in homes and for parents to know how to pray. I had a friend who said, I feel so silly praying with my kids. And I'm, it's like we said, it was just, it's not a habit for her. So yes, it feels awkward praying out loud. And I said in my course that my goal is to pray with my spouse more. Like it's still awkward for me to pray out loud with my husband. I can pray with my kids all day. I'm like invoking warring angels, like husband, I'm all, don't forget your prayers. And I'm like silently praying. I don't know what that, what is that? Why are we doing that? I know. And so I can see how mom, I mean, if you don't have the habit of praying or having the right words, we don't need the right words, but people think you need the right words, then it's hard to pray with your kids. But I want this to be a safe place where moms can be like, I need, we need Jesus. I would love to start my day with Jesus. Teach me how. And we talked about how it is battlefield out there. The devil is lurking around every corner, trying to grab these vulnerable kids who do not have any seeds planted on their hearts. So the rooted Mm -hmm. in Christ is really just planting those faith seeds in the home, in your children, in yourself. Because if you are not rooted in Christ, then the devil is going to make you snap at your kids. The devil's going to make you not like your kids. The devil's going to make you wait, like crave bedtime so that you can have all the wine that you want, which hallelujah, like wine Wednesday, that's our thing around here. So I'm not, (laughs) I'm not shaming the wine, but it's more than just, I can't wait for bedtime. I can't wait for my glass of wine tonight. It's the fact of we need to love our kids. We need to like our kids. We need to have Jesus. We need to love our spouse. We need all of it. So the rooted in Christ just really comes full circle of the whole rooted mom system falling into place. Wow. This course is so needed. And I'm so excited that God put the call in your heart to take action and put it together because people like me and 99% of other mothers in the entire world need it, like fiercely need it. So Ashton, tell us right now they can snag this course at the introductory offer. And so mm-hmm. before the price goes up, and you guys, this course is like insanely affordable. The value I've already gotten, I have one module left. I would have paid three times more to learn what I've learned and to begin implementing. Plus you get the accountability group with other moms. So you can brainstorm, you can ask questions just like I did today and have Ashton help you out, give you clarifications in the group. It's incredible. So Ashton, where can the listeners take advantage of the special one-time, very limited time pricing offer. You can go to rootedmomsystem.teachable.com. And for the one week offer, launch week, hallelujah, you can get it for 97. And I am so glad to hear you say that you would pay even more because I, as you know, like money is just a hard topic. But I was like, gosh, this really, really, really gives homes a foundation. And if I could learn this 
in my teaching years and really putting this into place. And now it's just a habit, which yes, I have days where I fall very far from the road to mom system, but it's really just that habit building forever that you get to have in place of wherever you are. It works with spouses too, by the way. Like when you use these affirmations and stuff with everyone around you, like it's just a beautiful thing. So that introductory price of $97 is an absolute steal for the rest of your life having these habits in place. So that is no yeah. joke. That's no joke. Like I had pieces of this and I'm like, oh, I'm like such a great mom. And I'm not saying I'm a bad mom, but I was, there were places that I could improve, but I didn't know that I needed to improve in certain places. And once I heard Ashen's message and dug into this course, everything really became super clear for me. And I knew I am called to parent that way. I am called to parent from a place of love and encouragement and affirming my kids and lifting them up instead of, you're not behaving, let me tear you Mm -hmm. down. I just knew Mm -hmm. that this was the right fit for me. And now it's just practicing the core. And it's not hard. It's simple. It's just that you don't know it. And Mm -hmm. so Ashton really gives you the clear, tangible, instead of this, do this. And we're going to take it step by step to get you through the whole system. So I'm grateful. The listeners are going to be grateful. Mamas, go take advantage of that course. I'm telling you it will be worth it. And um, we're excited. Thank you, Ashton, for sharing your incredible knowledge with us. Thank you for executing my brain. <laughs> and where <laughs> my else Enneagram can I- seven, you guys just was, it was all mumbled up there and she took it and she just laid it out. I love, that's like what I love to do. I'm like, give me all your jumbled ideas and let me like lay them out for you. I would have done it on Microsoft Word, just like (laughs) typed out in a day if I didn't have stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you. It's been so much fun working with you. Where else can people find you, Ashton, in case they're just kind of curious about the woman behind the system? Yes. So I am on Instagram. I am rooted.mom. My personal account is Ashton Goose if you want to follow me there too. I do have anyone is welcome into the Rudden Mom System Facebook group. You can message me if you can't find it. It should be able to be searchable. I typed it in, the Rudden Mom System, it came right up. Yeah, okay. And then I did just start a page because that's kind of going to be my Instagram on Facebook is going to be Rudden Moms because I want it to be all of us in one place. And then, yeah, I'm Ashton Foose on Facebook too, if you want to find me. And there's more to come. I mean, I'm going to be a certified parent educator and lots more amazing things happening on Word of Mom. So super excited. Me too. Thanks so much, Mama. Thanks, Steph. Um, How amazing was that? I hope that you took away such incredible nuggets. And if you want to dig into the Rooted Mom system, Ashton has set up an amazing offer for all of my community. And all you have to do is head over to rootedmomsystem.teachable.com, rootedmomsystem.teachable.com, and click on the Rooted Mom System course. And if you enroll in the course, use the promo code LOLA and save 50 bucks. You can get in for her pre-launch pricing of only $97, you guys. Hello. I'm like, no brainer. I try to tell her. I'm like, girlfriend, people will pay $500 for this course. And she's like, no, I want to help a million mamas change the way that they parent. And I thought that was so amazing. And so she's extended that pre-order pricing to all of you guys. So again, your code is going to be Lola, L-O-L-A at checkout. You're welcome. And sister, if you need help mapping out your online course, just like this, holler at me. Let's set up some coaching. Let's get your product out into the world. That is my jam. That is one of my zones of genius is taking all of your ideas and helping you 
put it into tangible, tactical action steps to get you over the hump of how, to remove the overwhelm for you and to give you all of the tactical tools and tips that you need to execute. Because I know that accountability piece is so huge when it comes to putting a product into the world. Now, I want to just leave you with a prayer. I pray over you now, Mama, that you found the nugget you needed in that interview to go and parent with love, grace, and patience, that you remind yourself your little human just wants to be seen and heard. I pray that God fills you every single morning and every single day and every single evening with renewed patience and kindness and understanding in your heart for your little human who is looking to you for encouragement and praise and love and ultimately so that they can be seen and heard. I pray that you head into the world with grace, with courage, and that you impact every single person that you meet today and inspire them in some way, shape, or form by gifting your mission and message out into the world. And I pray that God gives you the courage and the words and the provision to do so. Giving you a huge virtual hug. As always, love and light, Steph. If you like Mama Soap, leave a review. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate and shift the way that mamas look at life because sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.